Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, a Hyundai i20N special edition. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. I20N then? Yes. But then, then this is this is a this is a weird one because quite often we don't revisit vehicles we've driven on launches. No, that is true. Very often. However, the excuse is you drove it, I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, you got the keyboard before I did, so you got it for a week and I didn't. Yes. Much to my disgust. I know. I know. I, I, I Because you just go you just go all gooey over hot hatches, whatever size they are. They go, oh look, it's quick and it's small. And and sort of gush lots. So is everybody ready for Andrew to start gushing about the I20N? <laughs> Shall we get into it? Let's. As you've alluded to, Hyundai first burst onto the, ooh, isn't that a fun car scene, with the much-heralded i30N. But now they've let the N division loose on the latest i20 uh, to produce another hot hatch. So this is a... What's it called, Andrew? <laughs> yes. Uh, let me think. <laughs> yes. In a company that does sensible naming. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, yes. So yes. this is a rival, if you weren't aware, for the Ford Fiesta ST. So it's that sort of size is what we're looking at. We have done mm-hmm. uh, reviews on the i20s. You had a little go in the i20N on a driving day with Hyundai. So people can revisit those back in our special edition catalogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wanted to know, can this beat the best thing since Sliced Bread Award which the Fiesta ST has held since it came out. Quite a prestigious award, that one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, it's it's swapped between a couple of cars, but ultimately the greatest thing since sliced bread is the Ford Fiesta ST. Yeah. So this is a five-door hot hatch, which I know upsets some people. I've never understood that, but... Two doors too many. Why? What is it? What is it? Lack matter? of torsional rigid. Lack of torsional rigidity, mate. That makes all the difference I, to what? those of us who are tread shuffle aficionados. <laughs> In a i twenty sized vehicle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lack of torsional and 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 the, you know the worst thing, Andrew. What's that? People expect a lift because you've got <laughs> doors in the back. That's more the point. <laughs> yeah, it is more the point. Yes. Okay, so this one comes with a 1.6 turbocharged petrol engine which produces 204 metric horses. That gives out 275 newton meters of the torques. This all gives a 0 to 62 time of 6.2 seconds. Although, in my research, I did note that other media outlets have made it quicker to 62. I love the way that you say that, as if as if you did the 0 to 60 test, taking no. 6.2 seconds. Those are those are Hyundai's own figures, aren't yes, they? Yes, that is that the official is. figure is 6.2 seconds, but others have done it quicker in press cars. So mm. it's pretty rapid i think is the answer um there is a top speed of 143 miles an hour you will be completely unsurprised to know i didn't go anywhere near that is that can you remember if that's artificially limited or not i imagine it is um none of the information i read mentioned that it was limited to that the only reason i ask is because there's another small hot hatch near here which also has a top speed of 143 miles an hour which which is limited. So I was just wondering, not that to be honest, I mean, I think 143 miles an hour is adequately rapid for a B segment hatchback. I mean, let's be completely honest. Yes. 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 Quicker than I'd want to go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Even in a straight line. <laughs> yes. 
So uh, Hyundai UK's website states that the recommended on-the-road price, and that is how it's announced, is £25,220. However, Bargain. I had a press car, so I had a couple of extras which bumped that up to 26770 Right. An extra... F- still, still decent. Yes. So that's not outrageous. That is in line with the ST. So they're there, thereabouts together, as you would expect the pricing to be. Mm. There are a few color options. We start with uh, Intense Blue Pearl, which is a dark metallic-y blue. That's, that's kind of inky blue yeah. that the, the stone one I had. Yeah. yeah, nice color. Yeah, it is. Phantom Black Pearl, which is surprisingly black. Mm. Sleek Silver Metallic, which is, again, you're going to be shocked to find out, silver. Dragon Red Pearl, which is uh, sort of deepish red, which is quite nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had a Hyundai press car in that color too. Yeah. Performance Blue Solid, which is that light blue or the N blue mm-hmm. that everyone sees the uh, the N cars in. Um, that suits it quite well to the size of the car and everything. Uh, all those were £550 options. There is Polar White Solid, and that's £300. Or you can have Elemental Brass Metallic, which is sort of a metallic-y, beige-ish, sandy colour. It looks decent on the website. I've not seen one or pictures of one on the road. But considering that is the non-colour tax colour, that's quite Mm -hmm. an interesting colour, to be fair, and metallic. I imagine the press car is performance blue. Yes. The one I had was yeah. Performance Blue. If you want a black roof like the one I had, then that is an additional £500 on top of whatever you've paid for the paint, which seems quite a lot for a roof. Yes. Yes, it is. I feel that's a little bit excessive, Hyundai. <laughs> if you can pop down to your local vinyling place and get them to put black vinyl on your roof for significantly less money than that, yeah. if you are that bothered. Yeah. With the interior, there is only one option. You get what you are given, which is sort of black on black on black. With blue bits. (laughs) The only other option, apart from the colours, are the Bose stereo, which comes in at £500. That's not bad, actually. I'd probably spec that. Yeah. Sorry, I'd have that, the Dragon Red Pearl, I think, and no black roof. I want to see the Elemental Brass, actually. Because in the pictures, the red accents looked quite nice mm. as a contrast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I had a look on Hyundai's own website for PCP offers. And if you deposit a very specific £3,777.75 and you take it out over 48 months, it's £319 per month with 8,000 miles per year. And a final payment, if you so wish to keep the vehicle, at the end of nine thousand five hundred and sixty-eight pounds and sixty-five pence. That's a bargain, that is. That is yes, just over three hundred quid. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. It's going to have great residuals too. It is absolutely. That's yeah. Th- this this car's a bit of a steal, but that. I guess the challenge is if you can get a Fiesta ST, then you know it's similarly it's it's going to have good residuals and stuff as well. It's it's also a desirable car, but yeah, I mean that that seems as I say that seems like something of a steal. Yeah, I th- I think that's a a good price. Myself, right. So I'm going to go to the exterior. Mm-hmm. Right, the very difficult thing about this, particularly as we've covered the i20 before as well as the i20N on the driving day, is to not say, well, it looks like an i20. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I would do. (laughs) 
but it does. <laughs> However, it's been given uh, some touches to show there is more purpose about this particular model, mm. such as the rear spoiler. It's got a very fancy, nice grill, actually. But that's got one thing I wasn't expecting when it turned up was there's actual gaps between the elements of the grill where you can poke fingers through and stuff. <laughs> I saw someone else comment on this uh, at the weekend because they'd seen one, someone on the Twitters. And yeah, there are some pretty big gaps. I mean, bigger than my car. Yeah. But it's just because these little cars, with they need all the air they can get for cooling more than for the intake because there's a lot of engine and a lot of heat, especially from a turbo, yeah. jammed into a small space. Yeah. So they really need all that. That and the fact that it looks like a checkered flag. Let's not, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. not dial down the fact it looks like a cool checkered flag. Yes. It's as much necessity as anything else. Yeah. But it was just it was a surprise because I've not seen that before. But, mm. but I think it, it suits it really well. To denote the endness, there's a red stripe at the bottom of the front spoiler, um, which then goes along the sides and to the rear where it's underneath the bumper. Um, I was going to say rear splitter, but I'm not. No, it's not really a rear splitter. <laughs> splitter esque. Yes, uh, where rear it runs across skirt, there, yeah. and there's also uh, some lovely red calipers which shine through the matte grey alloy wheels. <laughs> no matter the weather or the conditions of the road, as I found out. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, fair enough. Yes. yes. Not the best time of year to be him. Yeah. Those, but. but the the overall ethos, I think, which is mirrored in the i30N, is that it's not screaming, hot hatch! It's more for the people that know. I always feel that if I see an i30N and recognize it, I feel like, ah, oh, I'm one of the ones to know because most of the people on this street won't have a clue what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, I've not really seen any i20Ns about yet. No, we don't have any near us. We've got a couple of i30s, but no i20s yet, which I'm, I am surprised at. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's only a matter of time here. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was the outside. What about the the inside? Okay, well, I'll go to the boot first. And the boot is quite a decent capacity, considering the size of the car. Mm -hmm. It's a flat bottom, but you've got the ability to drop the floor, so you could have either a bit of an undercroft, or you just, for those things that are just slightly, a couple of inches taller, you just drop the floor down. There's no curry hooks, but there is a slot on the rear of one side that you can drop like four pints of milk or something like that mm-hmm. good size boot especially for the size uh of the car really useful you can get a load of stuff in that i think that one of the things that spread throughout my time with the car was how practical it is yeah i wasn't expecting it in that size but it it was remarkably practical considering the size like i mean i took all five of us at one point mm-hmm. and everyone fits in it's much bigger than you think. Yeah. It's a bit of a TARDIS car. Yeah. I think the design helps with that as well, the exterior design. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, the rear seats were finished in the same cloth leather combo as the front with the similar blue highlights. There are two and a half in the back with the center one being flat. Um, you do, if you are in that center one, which uh, adult for a short journey, really, uh, but for mm. my kids, not a problem. There is a little bit of tunnel intrusion. It's not It's not much, though, really at all, to be fair to it, um, which you would expect with a, that sort of car. Yeah. Uh, and the legroom is actually surprisingly good. Uh, again, c- 
carrying on with this whole practicality theme, which is one of the stock in trades for a hot hatch is that it's practical and usable day to day, isn't it? And yeah, absolutely. And this really does tick those those uh, boxes. But when you sit in the front, uh, you've got the lovely sports seats with some cracking bolstering that wasn't too much, but you always felt that you were you were being held in place. So that was nice. I like that in a seat. I don't want to be mm. sort of clamped in place, but I do want to know that there's something there so that when I go around a corner, my flabby body does not slide out of a seat. <laughs> you want to be supported, essentially. Yes. <laughs> Plenty of room up front, obviously, as you would expect. And there is that the headrest is inbuilt into the seat. But don't worry, Alan, because it is slightly proud. So it does actually act as a support while you're driving along. There is none of this. It's only there for a racing helmet. It's not. It's not yeah. been designed like that. So don't worry. You'd there. almost think that I have opinions on some of these things. It, it's yes. I'm. It's like I'm. I'm making things up about you. <laughs> as the driver, you get a lovely sized and weighted three-spoke steering wheel. That's got quite a bit going on with it, though. No, the usual it is controls. almost at Ferrari levels. Not far off it. <laughs> you get the usual <laughs> controls you'd expect for cruise control, lane keeping assist, activating the voice control, making calls, going through the various menus you can scroll on your screens, going to the multimedia stuff, all that sort of stuff. But added to that, on top of that, and this isn't on top, you've got a big red button, which as you glance in the car, you think, oh, that's the starter button. No. That's the rev matching button. <laughs> so that was pressed and that was kept on because I'm a child. Oh, I'm the same. Yes. <laughs> and it made me feel ace every time. <laughs> doesn't poppy bang too much though, does it? That doesn't change the poppy bang. Only when you're changing down. There, ah, okay, yes. There is there is poppy bangs when you do that. The technical terms yeah. I know we're using here, so. Mm, mm, yeah. Pop bang map. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also there's two blue buttons in the same end division blue and they are for scrolling through the various end driving modes but also if you hold it in a particular manner one of them you can get up the custom mode and then you can make adjustments to the driving mode in particular mm -hmm. that, that you want which is an awful lot of customization you can do if you're if you're so inclined just because you can doesn't mean you should no exactly you just find something that works for you. So behind the wheel is a, a 10 and a bit inch TFT screen with the dials for revs and speed on it. There's also in the middle going to be the expected information panel. So there's going to be the trip computer, the nav, the speed. G-meter! Um, that's actually on the other touchscreen. Oh, I thought it was another. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's more sensible. <laughs> Yes. Um, as far as G-meters are sensible. But yeah. that all changes color as well. If you change the drive stroke end mode that you're in, it goes through the mm -hmm. di various different colors with purple as the custom one. Mm -hmm. That, that and, marks it out. And when you change one of the most, does it not all become fully digital like a race car one as opposed to even trying to present dially? Yes, there, there yes. are. Yeah, it, when you get to sport, it goes red. But then when you go to sport plus, it does changey yeah it does the full on yeah full on looks like a looks like a race car and deck. when you change those modes there is a sort of change in the screen so there is like a 
you you can there's a change there's, animation yes there, there is quite a, a theater moment every time you change the thing I, I quite like it on one hand i go that is cheesy and unnecessary and on the other hand i go quite like that yes <laughs> again keeping this theme that i've got of like i'm a six-year-old it turns out <laughs> yeah well, it's one of the reasons for buying cars like that, well yeah exactly it's it it's adding to the fun of it i think mm-hmm if it was a normal family saloon, then you'd still be going, oh, this is a bit much. I don't need this every time. But that's not what it's about. So, no. So it's appropriate for the for the type of car. So uh, moving further on into the central binnacle is a, a quite a large touchscreen, which has the latest Hyundai infotainment software and apps on it. So yes, you can listen to a street side cafe whilst you're rev matching coming up to uh, the lights near the local supermarket, if you so wish. We'll just... I think I think that's more for the cool down stage. Whenever you think I'm in town, I need to chill. Uh, yeah, not drive. Keep driving like a moron. I do feel there's probably a bit too much sort of options of things to menus to go through <laughs> on on the current generation of software, particularly for the i20n, because really you're there for the driving, not for the yeah. prodding screens. Uh, I mean, the, like things that you would expect to work, like the sat nav did exactly what you wanted it to do, how you expected it to present the information and get you to the places. So, you know, things work on it. It's not not that. I just just think it's overly fussy and a bit too much of it. Well, yes. Once you're at, once you're at being able to listen to the street scenes and out, or the rainforest, you do start to think, gosh, there's maybe a bit much in here. Yeah. Yeah. So below the touchscreen are a couple of air vents plus the central locking button as well as the hazard warning light. Underneath that are the heating controls, mm-hmm. and they've got buttons uh, and a dial, so uh, it's not hidden three or four presses within a touchscreen menu, so that is very good. Please keep that going. Nor is it a touchscreen, a touch haptic there. Yeah, it's not fake buttons. Thing. It's real. It's fake buttons. Real buttons. buttons. Below that are a couple of USB ports for charging and also to plug into the Android Auto Stroke Apple CarPlay. Plus, there's a 12-volt charging port, too. Mm-hmm. Running into the transmission tunnel now, and behind a little cubby hole where you'd probably drop your phone uh, whilst it's plugged in, is the manual gearbox. It's got a round gear knob on the top, and the weight of the gear change is excellent. It's just... So you Round as in spherical, isn't it? It's like... Yeah. I always think it's like an early Volkswagen Golf one. It's very much along those lines. Just d- wasn't isn't dimpled across the top type thing. No, but it's, not it's, like a golf ball. Yeah, it is very much along lo- those lines. But when you change gear, you know you're changing gear, and it feels like it's a mechanical process, but it's not overly it's not overly convoluted to do it. Mm-hmm. You sort of know, go, oh, yeah, I'm changing it. No, but you know with some of the ones, these sports <laughs> cars, where they sort of go, you have to sort of go, oh, cha-chung-chung, I'm changing gear, oh, cha-chung-chung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. It's not like yeah, that. It's a very, my, it's a lovely yes. gear change. Feel my shift. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not it, it's not macho gear changing. <laughs> it's snicky, snicky as opposed yeah. to, as opposed to, clunk, clunk, clunk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean. This is the kind of analysis you don't get in autocar, by the way. <laughs> So they can't do it in print. You see, this is the no, joys exactly. of audio. <laughs> I'm not sure it works very well in audio either. It works superbly. Shush. 
What if I sure. told you right. as okay. our sales go manager? <laughs> no. Okay, come on, keep going through the keep going through the, the myriad of interior cubbies then. Okay, so then um, behind that is a, a cubby box, uh, and then you're to the rear seating area. Now the color scheme, as I mentioned before, is black on black with a bit more black and touches of black. However, with the changes of material and everything, it never felt oppressive in there. Not not in the back either. I asked. I asked passengers how it was back mm-hmm. there. And even though there is the privacy glass and stuff like that, it never felt sort of black hole of Calcutta or anything like that. Even though there isn't much options to look at, it's been done quite well. Although I, I would yeah. have liked a bit more colour in there. I know. Just something across the Yeah, dash. if you go for the end line, then you get red instead of the pale blue accent touches, mm. which are kind of fun as well. Yeah, uh, but if you're at the lower specs, then you don't really get any of those flourishes. But it, but again, does it? It still had all the kind of streaks on the dashboard yep. and lots of texturing on the on the doors and stuff and all the things I talked about with the standard one. Yeah, carry all those nice things are carried across into the into the end, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, you've talked lots about the the controls, the interiors, the various cubby holes and buttons. Come on, then it's all about the drive. You've said that yourself already. Yes, it is about the drive, let's be honest. Uh, And this is small, nimble, shouty car that Beerman and his little elves have fettled with to give us a fabulous driving machine. Yeah. I cannot undersell the the joy of driving this car at all. It's not just that, but it's accessible as well, and it's it's usable. It, It absolutely is. It is almost... A perfect car because mm. it does absolutely everything really well. I, because I am a very old broken man, would perhaps want one more notch on the comfort on the suspension for when I'm driving around town. Well, my town and my town's dreadful alleged roads. I mean, they're stretching the word road a lot. But other than that, you can poodle to the shops and back again you can do the school run not a problem you can go for a blast across b roads it will sit on the motorway and is really nicely refined on that as well it is so accomplished considering the price considering the size and who this is aimed at you know this is not it, i I'm, I'm, i really was blown away with how good this car is remember this is ten thousand pounds less expensive than the GR Yaris. I've not driven the GR Yaris. But? The GR Yaris would need to be incre- astonishingly amazing. It would have to be £10,000 better, or yes. almost a third, you know, almost 50% more yeah. than the cost, the base price of this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how good this, you know, everybody... Shout and I'm not dissing the Yaris, so by the good. way. And I'm, I'm, I'm not dissing it either. No, I know you're not. Enough, but it's, <laughs> Anyone it's who listens knows worth, you're not. <laughs> it's just worth mentioning that when people are saying, uh, and then you say, I10, I, I, I20N, and it goes, oh, uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's... £320 a month. Sings the pr- it's £320 a month. That's it. There you, there you go. I mean, that's, I mean, that nails it, I think, really, really quite well and explains it really quite well. Yeah. It's not, but the thing is, it's not just really good for the for for the price. It is really good. Anyone wants sort of a second opinion? 
watch the Evo Car of the Year video we put up in a recent news show. Yes, ex- exactly. And, and you know, it's really goodness and that kind of thing. I talked to somebody in the summer from Evo about the i20N and the smile on their face and the, the waxing of lyricalness mm. was, and, and this is someone who I respect an awful lot who has driven everything. Mm-hmm. And they were so blown away by the i20N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I was... I was shocked at how good the grip was. I mean, I got this in November, so we're a bit we've taken a bit of time before we could do the review. I got this in November. The roads round where I lived, the the um rural ones, were basically mud. I washed the car four times in a week with the hope of taking photographs. And the last one, it looked like I hadn't washed it by the time I'd taken it two miles to a place to take photographs. Yeah. It, the the roads were appalling. However, this never, ever made me feel nervous. It never scared me. I never thought it was out of control. And on some of this, I wasn't sticking about. It's not, I wasn't being, I'm not a driving God by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm not going to be able to, you know, I'm not, I'm not the toe, um, heel. Heel toe. Hence, hence you, you know, leave, leave, leave the rev matching on a bit like myself. Yeah. So uh, I'm not pretending something I'm not. However, this car made me feel special driving it. In the combination of everything together, is like the steering was just right, the feel, the weight, when you turned it, how precise it was. The pedals were wonderful. The gear change, as I mentioned before, was great. And then it basically was the same thing. <laughs> All I could think of was like, there's the Goldilocks it was just right for me. <laughs> That's how it felt. It just felt just right. When you're in non-hooligan mode, it, it was a B-segment hatch that happened to do rev matching. Because you're six. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But that's. I think that I always think that's the important thing about, about cars like this is, is that really they do. It's why I like this kind of car. Mm. Absolutely why I love this kind of car is they are usable and they make you feel special as soon as you get in Absolutely. as soon as you press the as soon as you press the start button it goes yeah it just makes you go, oh, look yeah makes you special tech and stuff anything out of the ordinary anything specific we should talk about uh tech wise it had the sort of safety stuff you'd expect so there's uh, which all worked fine although the automatic emergency braking was a little bit sensitive for me and where I lived, but mm-hmm. that I think everybody has that problem. All manufacturers have that problem. And the lane nice. keeping assist was a bit over-enthusiastic, but you could switch that off easily with one button presses. That was good that they had that ability, and they were obvious buttons, easy to get hold of. Not You didn't have to try and go through touchscreen menus six or seven deep to switch something off. So, again, Win. somebody's thought this through. What might the driver want? Uh, and yeah. they gave that. Not necessarily what, what might Euro NCAP dictate, but yeah. how would the I mean, dri- it's, it's, know, it's there for both? Euro NCAP so that they can say yeah. it's it's on there. And if people are happy with it, that's fine. It will just stay on. Mm. But if you need to remove it, if you do not have you know well-defined roads, you'll want to switch lane keeping assist off because they struggle. <laughs> 
particularly if your road is just mud. <laughs> yeah, I was going to really say doesn't if, you like that. To, if you happen to live in a farmyard, then uh, then you probably want that one. Yeah. yeah, but I think the main tech is is essentially the driving mode. So you've got normal, sport, sport plus, and custom. I set up custom where I had sport plus for most things, but I had the suspension in normal and the steering in sport. I didn't want too much. Hmm reaction to the too quick a reaction to the steering with with sport plus so but i imagine you put this in sport plus and had some fun on a track it would be such a hoot and that's the other thing i can see with the car it is it could it again this doing all things if you took it to the track and drove it on the track it would just be such a laugh and the warren it oh there's a good one i'm sure i'm pretty certain You'd need to check this, of course, anybody who does buy one of these, is that I know that the the i30N, the warranty still holds if something happens on the track. I'm sure that's the same for this. I cannot comment. Yes, do check I, that I, up. I, I if said you, I'm, if I'm you were looking sure, but, into but this. Don't take my word for it, yeah. anyone, because I haven't read the press bump, but I'll be surprised if it's any different. I have heard that, but I can't remember if it was this car. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, uh, so <laughs> verdict, Andrew. Oh well. What okay. did you think of it? Sorry, did sorry you... to have to break this to everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this is massive a... surprises coming up. Yes, spoiler alert. <laughs> this is a very, very good car. It's brilliant fun. Makes an ace noise. Makes me as a driver feel brilliant. But it's got one downside. Um, and this is quite serious, is that your face is going to ache from smiling so much. <laughs> Alan doesn't like that at all. You can hear me making uh, sicky noises is at how awful that was. better than an i30? That is a tough call. I haven't driven an i30 recently enough. I think I need to try a Kona N to just check. Yes, I think you should. I need to. I think you I, should. Me. You should try me. the Kona N to, to do that. I've not driven the Fiesta ST either, so I can't compare the two, being a bit more serious about this. So I, I couldn't say which one is better. I know that I really enjoyed this car. I was surprised, pleasantly surprised by the practicality of it because of how how much space there is inside it. And if I could, I'd have one like a shot. Not a problem. If... I suddenly found myself looking for a car to replace the Grim. This is the closest thing that you can actually go out and buy. And it's got cruise control. Very, very tempting. Yes, and it has adaptive cruise control <laughs> and lane keeping assist and Apple CarPlay. And the uh, the, the clutch isn't. <laughs> the clutch doesn't weigh four tons. <laughs> so, yes, uh, but it, generally it's a better car than my own car, but but um, there's no way I'm going out changing because, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I think this is a fabulous little car uh, as well. I really, really like it. I'm glad you like it too. That is why I was sad to hear that Beerman's retiring. Yeah. But I think that the, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm sad for similar reasons um, because, because he's a good guy and mm-hmm. all sorts of things like that. But yeah, for for the same. Kind I of hope thing. everyone left has has picked up the magic and carries it on because they they have the bar is so high now mm-hmm. with what they've produced uh, and what I believe is about the Kona N, which hopefully you'll soon find out personally uh, if that's all true. 
but mm-hmm. I, you know, th- those three N models, they've done a, a superb job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good, good cars. On which, happy, positive, exciting, slightly grinny, and possibly rev match note. Don't forget, everyone, that between now and next time, you give us any feedback, share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget to leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. Uh, Andrew, if people want to know more, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you should find me there. Now, Alan, if people would like to get in touch with you personally, what is the best way for them to do that? It's Twitter as well, I'm afraid, where I'm at AJP Bradley. That's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. As I said before, we'll be back next week. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.